blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the 2022 patron tournament because it's trivia, the final frontier. These are the battles of the 2022 patron tournament. It's a yearly mission to explore pop culture trivia, to seek out nostalgic knowledge masters. So in one corner, it's a man who will boldly go where no man has gone before. It's Matt, the Captain Kirk. Matt, please say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. That's extremely sexist. We should update it to no one yes. rather than no man. Agreed. But uh, other than that, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing very good. Excited to have you on. I went for the low-hanging fruit. I see Kirk as a name. I'm going to go with the captain. Absolutely. Got to do it. No, it's hard It's hard to get away from. Yep. All right. And in the other corner, there is just something special about this woman's family tree. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long because it's Stacy with the mom who's got it going on, Melquist. Hey, Stacy, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah, uh, I, I've I've heard that a little bit these last last few months. I, I have to say, I had to introduce my mom to that song. It was <laughs> very interesting. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I guess in terms of a little bit about myself, I'm. I'm. I live in uh, Southern California, and I'm a knitter and a golfer. And nice. uh, and now have found a lovely group of people to play online trivia with. Very cool. Do you ever knit and golf at the same time? Uh, no. Okay. I think that might Just be good. a little bit uh, too difficult. I <laughs> would agree. Yep. All right, everybody out there, let's learn some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know a little bit about Matt and a little bit about Stacey, I want to get to know them a little bit more. And as we recently, uh, as of the time of this recording, the Winter Olympics are going on. I want to know, what is y'all's favorite Winter Olympic sport? Whoever wants to jump in. I, I know what mine is. I was being quiet and letting Stacy go first, but. You go on ahead, Matt. <laughs> uh, well, if we're talking, I have two, I have two different answers. I'm going to give you my main one and then I'll give you my real answer. So. My favorite is winter Olympic sport to watch is curling by far. I love it. I've, I've tried it once. It is completely 
draining the next day. Your lower back, I was doing the broom, so my lower back was completely wasted the next day. I was I have complete respect for those guys and it's and it's fun to watch. I like seeing them, you know, try to when they especially when they do the spin where they have the, you know, they try and get the angle just right. Mm-hmm. But my actual real favorite Olympic sport I saw for winter, uh, I saw it's it's actually in the Paralympics. They had uh, they were playing hockey, but they were in sleds. Oh, I've seen that. And they have two they have two paddles for each hand. They have one paddle for each hand, and they're running around. I was like, where do I play this? This looks completely awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's my real. But for the purposes of the uh, toss up, I'll say I'll say curling. Okay, Stacy, what about you? So I tend to love the skiing events. And I think, you know, my favorite is the aerials because my goodness, it seems like it's gymnastics and skiing all in one with that. Yeah. Uh, Both are fantastic sports. Both are really good answers. The correct answer is in general, just hockey. I'm a hockey player (laughs) and I got a stick up there signed by the Atlanta Thrashers uh, who are no longer around anyway. Um, But between curling and like ski jump and the other aerial stuff, oh man, that's tough. But I'm a man of the ice, so I gotta go curling. So that's I. I'm sorry. So there, I understand. I I enjoy the skiing stuff, but when it comes to watching, I do enjoy watching curling. It's a lot of fun. So, all right, that means Matt, you get to pick first in today's little contest. What category do you want to start things off with? Let's kick it off with movies. Okay. All right. And we are starting off in the 70s. Okay. And surprise, we're starting off in the throwback lounge. Yes, in a movies question. So, Matt, I need you to name the movie that this 1978 song came from. All right. It's actually also a Billboard number one hit. Got it. If you're filled with affection, you're too shy to convey. Meditate in my direction, feel your way. I better shape up, cause you need a man. I need a man who can keep me satisfied. Hey! So name the movie. Yikes. Uh, could I could I get a uh, plain as possible recitation of those lyrics? No chance. I do not do that. I can only lounge sing. Oh, man, that's too bad, because you did it on one of the old episodes that I listened to. I, I did, and then I quit doing that, because I was like, that's <laughs> the whole point is to have the, the mess up. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that, that, those aren't ringing any bells for me. Uh, 78 was the year I was born, so... I'm always happy to uh, lounge sing again, just throwing that out there, <laughs> but you don't have to. Uh, yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, I don't think it's going to help anymore. Um, just trying to think of 78 movies. <sighs> I don't think Greece was, I think Greece was either 79 or it might have even been early 80s. Uh, one of those movies had songs in them. Something in my direction. Um, not to belabor the point, I'm just going to put in a guess. Uh, I will say The Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter is incorrect. Stacy, can, can you steal? 
I'm hoping it is actually Greece because I think there's something about needing a man in those lyrics. And I think that only song I can can uh, relay that to is Greece. So I will say Greece. I better shape up because you need a man. And I need a man who, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, the lyrics is, yes, uh, the lounge, I screwed up, whatever. But it is Greece. Good job, Stacy, with the steel. Well done. All right, with the steel. And you got to pick your next category. Let's go television. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. We got a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. What tropical 1960s sitcom, among many other guests, once received a visit from Bingo Bango Bongo and Irving, a musical quartet collectively known as the Mosquitoes? The only tropical television show in the 60s I can think of is Gilligan's Island. And I know they had some weird, sometimes weird guests show up. So I'm going to go with Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island is correct. They did have a bunch of ridiculous people who found their way on and off that island, and yet those like six people couldn't get off. <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Matt, what category would you like? Uh, let's try toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Ooh. In 1952... Alexander S. Douglas created OXO, a software program for the EDSAC computer, which was roughly the size of a room, which simulated what classic game? Well, if it's OXO, I'm hoping this is uh, presaged later in uh, War Games 1983 with the Whopper and Tic-Tac-Toe. Tic-Tac-Toe is correct. Yay. Nice. Good job. All right, Stacy, back at you. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit scared about the lounge room, but I guess we'll go music. <laughs> you got the last one. And your decade is the 80s. We got a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. Rick Allen remains the drummer for which famous rock and roll band despite having his left arm amputated after a car accident in 1984? I think this is Def Leppard. Def Leppard is correct. Well done. The music question actually going to be able to steal. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh he is talented, very talented for what he can do with with his feet. Completely and ridiculous. Yeah. He's it's, just it's, amazing to watch. Yeah. Thanks to watching all of the repeat of Pour Some Sugar on Me video <laughs> on MTV in the 80s. There you go. Always a good call. All right, Matt, we are back at you. Which category would you like? Let's see. How about food? Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. All right. In 2003, American celebrity doctor Nicholas Paracone included what Amazonian berry among its superfoods list? Uh, But there was also such extravagant marketing claims regarding it as a miracle cure for everything from obesity to attention deficit disorder. Uh, I'm going to just knee-jerk say acai. Acai is correct. Yay. Good job. All right. Stacy, back at you. Okay. Um, we have sports, literature, slang, fashion, and news and politics left. I may be very sad about choosing this category, but I'll go news and politics. Why not? 
And this is the first time we've hit all decades without any repeats. You got the nineties. Yeah. Okay. The variety pack. Got a chance. All right. (laughs) What event happened on October 16th, 1995? It was organized as a way to unite against economic and social ills plaguing the African African American community. The National Park Service estimated a total of about 400,000 attendees, a number significantly lower than its name would suggest. The Million Man March is all I can think of. <laughs> the Million Man March is correct. Yep, absolutely. All right, Matt, we are back to you. Oh, let's see what's left. Uh Slang, please. Okay. And we're going way back to the 50s. Oh, boy. In the 50s, if you saw a particularly cool dude, you might call him this fatherly slang. Um, How about Daddy-O? Daddy-O is correct. That is a good answer, Daddy-O. And now we're heading back to Stacy between fashion, sports, and literature. I will take fashion. We're staying in the 50s. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. This international discount footwear retailer was established in 1956. Its first store was in Topeka, Kansas, but today has about 3,500 stores in 40 countries. The only discount footwear store that I can think of is Payless, so I'm hoping it's Payless Shoes. Payless is correct. Woo. Good job. All right. Sports and literature. Matt, which one do you want to come at you? Uh, Not a sports guy, so the other one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And your decade is the 80s. Okay. Okay. What tasty children's novel by Judy Bloom was published in 1980? It is the sequel to Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and otherwise known as Sheila the Great. did read a lot of Judy Bloom back in the day. The first thing I thought of was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, but I, I think that's another. Uh, I don't think that's Judy Bloom. It's somebody else. Um, it's like, I, I know the character is Fudge. I, I don't know if there's any more to the title than that. I'll just say Fudge. I'm going to need you to be more specific. <sighs> um, yikes. You said the subtitle was Sheila the Great? Uh, no, it, so it's the sequel to Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and otherwise uh, known as Sheila the Great. That, uh, that, that was the other, it was a whole other book. Oh, 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 that was the I can see where you. I can see where you got that, yeah, but no. Yeah, okay. Oh, goodness. What would you, what else would you call? Uh, how about like My Life with Fudge? I, that's all, that's best I got. My Life with Fudge? Is incorrect. Stacy, can you steal this one? Yes. I think it's called Super Fudge. Super Fudge is correct. I was, I was trying to trying to get you there, but unfortunately no. I'm pretty sure uh, my life was my life with fudge is gonna be my autobiography. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I Love it, love it, and love me some fudge. All right, and we are leaving Stacy with sports to end this round. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. In 2001, Jim Mora Sr., coach of what AFC football team at the time, was talking to the press after an abysmal performance 
in the game when he was asked if his team could make the playoffs. His response, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So I tend to remember he's in a with a blue background, and I think he was the coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So that'll that'll be what I, I go with, Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts is correct. Thank right. goodness I've seen that meme a lot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you give us a score update? Yeah. Uh, well, Stacey's got a little bit of a lead. She's got uh, seven... Yeah, a little bit. She got, got me doubled up. Seventy to uh, Matt's thirty. But the impressive thing: not a single missed question this round. Yeah, j- somebody answered every question correctly. It is impressive. Yeah, John and I were talking. We've never had a game where all questions have been answered, um, either stolen or not. So this could be—I don't know. We could oh, see. Oh no, that <laughs> could it be a perfect game? Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Don't jinx. Right. That's the curse. <laughs> That's the curse. We're cursed now. <laughs> All right. As Matt went first in round one, that means Stacy, you get a pick for Matt to start off round two. Well, since Matt loves sports so much, let's <laughs> let's get sports out of the way. Smart. It's funny because I actually knew the Colts questions. <laughs> and we're going back to the sixties. Oh goody. In 1966 and 1969, Ottawa and Saskatchewan met in the finals for the CFL's Grey Cup, and both teams share what alliterative name? Even though Ottawa uses a space between the two words and Saskatchewan uses no space, there was still often confusion made by the commentators and mistakes on the scoreboard. Yeah, 60s hockey question. Are you kidding? Alliterative name. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not even going to put a guess. I don't want to accidentally push Stacey towards the right answer. <laughs> All right. Stacy, do you know this one? Can you repeat the question? I just want to make sure what sport we're talking about. Okay. In 1966 and 1969, Ottawa and Saskatchewan met in the finals for the CFL's Grey Cup. And both teams share what alliterative name? Even though Ottawa uses a space between the two words and Saskatchewan has no space, there was still often confusion made by the commentators and the score and on the scoreboard. Okay, this I don't know how this ever came into to my knowledge base, but I think this is the Rough Riders. The Rough Riders is correct. Wow. That is it. Yeah. The CFL teams. Yes, um, Ottawa did eventually, that team went defunct, and now they're called the Red Blacks. Uh, But yeah, for a long period of time, both Ottawa and Saskatchewan had the Rough Riders, though one word for Saskatchewan, which is kind of strange, but what a pull. Great pull. Yeah, I just heard Ottawa and Saskatchewan and assumed it was hockey because it was Canadian. (laughs) But then he said CFL, and I was like, oh, I should actually talk about football. That's something I know even less about. (laughs) That was, yep. Yep. All right. Stacy starting things off with a steal in round two. Uh, Matt, which uh, category do you want to give her? Um, let's try. How about um, food? Okay. And we're staying in the 60s. We got a question from Ian Schultz. Thank you, Ian. What Kellogg's cereal was released in 1967 and discontinued 
in 2016. It was marketed toward a more health-conscious demographic as direct competition for General Mills's total, and it had a rather generic name that seemed more akin to an experimental invention from some corporate R&D department than an actual cereal. Oh my. This is a tough one. I, once I saw it come out, I was like, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be the end. Uh, I, the only thing I'm trying to think of things that look like total and just a boring name. And when you said something about R and D, the only thing that kind of came up to me is like maybe hitting that clue is all brand. I don't remember seeing it in the stores recently when I've gone grocery shopping. So I'm hoping that might be the answer. So I'll, I'll say all brand. All brand is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? Keep our perfect, possibly perfect game alive. Practically perfect in every way. Let me let me hear the question one more time. Of course. What Kellogg's cereal was released in 1967 and discontinued in 2016? It was marketed toward a more health-conscious demographic as direct competition for General Mills' total, and it had a rather generic name that seemed more akin to a, to an experimental invention from some corporate R&D department than an actual cereal. Experimental. Um, it's an R&D, it's being tested, it's being refined, control group. I'm just kind of brainstorming terms that might actually make something click in my brain. Um, experimental. Um, No, I'm I'm just coming up with a guess here. Let's try uh, competitor to total. It was generic. Something's generic. It's plain. It's simple. Uh, special K. Special K is incorrect. Uh, that was a good guess. That was a very good guess, but this was, this was tough. Um, I'd never heard of this cereal before Ian sent this question, but I had to look it up and apparently, um, the name has been, uh, explained in a couple different ways. The name of the cereal is called Kellogg's product 19. That's, that's the name of the cereal <laughs> product 19. And it completely, was completely blank. Never heard of it. Apparently. I, yeah. Either the 19th version of the cereal or it was their 19th product in development that year. Uh, and that's how it got the name. But yeah, it lasted that long. This was a legit cereal and I was taken aback. I'm usually pretty good on like visualizing cereal box covers. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember seeing anything with that name on a box anywhere. It ridiculously boring. I don't know why, how they <laughs> thought that that was going to, going to catch on, but all right, no points awarded. Stacy, you get to pick the category for Matt. Let's go with, how about slang? All right. And your decade is the seventies. Okay. Seventies. All right. This seventies slang is in reference to the truth inside information, or unadulterated fact, and possibly refers to the lack of heights needed to go get that information. Uh, how about the lowdown? 
the lowdown. You got to get way low down to get that info. Lowdown is correct. Good job. Matt, what would you like to give Stacy? Let's try. Let's try toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Name this fantasy action role-playing video game for Xbox that first released in 2004. It takes place in the fictional nation of Albion, and as you make decisions in the game, you can become good or go pure evil. Yeah, as much of my trivia team will let you know, I do not I haven't played a video game probably on a on a uh, system since probably the mid 90s. <laughs> so so I, I rely on everyone else for uh, video games here. So I'm going to just uh, I will just uh, I guess I don't know. Dungeons and Dragons, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, the video game is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? My wheelhouse for video games does not extend into the 2000s, sadly. I'm more of a retro guy. Um, having said that, uh, you mentioned something about Albion and the ability to go good or evil. It's ringing some kind of bell. I The, the one that immediately came to me was Fable. I, I, yeah, I can't think of anything. I'll just say Fable. Fable is correct. Nice pull. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if I can speak for John a little bit, that is one of our absolute favorite Xbox games for original Xbox. We were both big fans. We played the heck out of it. Yes, it is. So, all right. Good pull. Gets the steal. And Stacy, you get to pick the category for Matt. Let's pull fashion for Matt. Okay. Kind of surprised it took that long. Uh, We're going to the 80s. Okay. What brand is known for its red triangle patch along with its stonewashed jeans and signature ankle zipper sliding? Well, triangle patch makes me think guess, but you said something about ankle zippers? Uh, Sorry, can you read it one more time? What brand is known for its red triangle patch, along with its stonewashed jeans and signature ankle zipper sliding? Ankle zip. Sorry, what was the last word you said? Sliding. Sliding. Ankle zipper sliding. Oh, okay. I'm thinking down, but it's a cross because it's like a little pocket in the ankle. Um, Ah. I think these are just a little bit before my time. I'm definitely an 80s kid, but we didn't really get the top brands like this. Um, yeah, I'll just say guess because I, I don't have a like that. I think my guess is guess. <laughs> uh, guess is the brand I was looking for. Yes, that is the one. I mean, mainly the stuff, other stuff. Yes, but uh, nicely done. All right. And now you get to pick. The category for Stacy. Uh, let's try. Let's see that, that. How about news? News and politics. Okay. And we're staying in the eighties. In early December, nineteen eighty-four, at a pesticide plant in Bhopal, 
A disaster happened, leaving over 500,000 people exposed to methyl isenitate. I'm going to screw this one up. Methyl isocyanate gas. Uh, the highly toxic substance made its way into and around small towns located near the plant. The official immediate death toll was 2,259. In what country did this occur? Can you repeat the question now that I know you're asking for a country? <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, of course. In early December 1984, at a pesticide plant in Bhopal, Bhopal or Bhopal, B-H-O-P-A-L, a disaster happened, leaving over 500,000 people exposed to methyl isocyanate gas. The highly toxic substance made its way into and around small towns located near the plant, and the official immediate death toll was 2,259. In what country did this occur? Can you spell Bhopal again? Apologies. Not a problem. B-H-O-P-A-L. Okay. With that, I'm going to guess Bangladesh. Bangladesh is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? Uh, for varying definitions of the word can, maybe. I mean, in some universes, I might have known that. <laughs> Answer. Um, let's see. Bhopal. I thought, see, when you read it initially, I was thinking you were tiptoeing around Chernobyl because I think that was, no, that's the name of the city, but I guess it could have been a suburb or something like that. And Chernobyl was the greater area of that. Um, but I'm thinking this is something different because you didn't mention nuclear anywhere in there. And you said it was toxic methylacyl cyanate is pretty bad um have had some dealings with that in the past as far as just uh, transporting it mm. i used to work in a warehouse but um well hmm. paul yes it is vaguely east asian sounding and it's spelling how about Cambodia? Cambodia is incorrect. Uh, the country I was looking for where Bhopal is located is India. India. Uh, I was trying to go between India and, and yep. Bangladesh and went the wrong way. Yep. I was trying to think of something that had like, you know, over industrialization with not, not many safety controls. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking of India. Yep. All right. No points awarded. Uh, Stacy, I believe you are picking for Matt. And okay. left we have movies, music, TV, and literature. Or literature. I think of those. I'll go music. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Y'all are so lucky because you get to take a second trip <laughs> to the throwback lounge. I just, I am so excited for the two of you. Okay, I'm going to write, write stuff down this time because... <laughs> All right, so I need you to name the artist of this 1974 Billboard number one hit. Oh, yes, they call him the streak, fastest thing on two feet. He's just as proud as can be of his anatomy. Hey! <laughs> okay, you picked a novelty song. That's something I'm good at. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that is Mr. Ray Stevens. That is Ray Stevens. And I, and I left the streak in there because I wasn't sure. It's kind of tough enough to know that one. But two, I'm just 
flabbergasted that hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> I mean, it was the 70s. We needed levity. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Matt, what category do you want to give to Stacy? Okay. So we've got TV, movies, and is that it? Literature. Literature. Uh, let's do literature. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. This author wrote a 1969 epic crime novel, which later became the source material for three motion pictures, including two of which won Best Picture. The only epic crime novel motion picture that has three of them that I know that'll be right around that time is The Godfather, because two of them did win Best Picture, I believe. So I'm guessing this is Mario Puzo. Puzo. Mario Puzo is correct. Good job. And that was a question by Chris Hasi. Thank you, Chris. So, Stacy, you get to pick uh, between movies and TV for Matt. You get to decide which one you want to give him and what you want to keep for yourself. Alrighty. Well, I know Matt chose movies to begin with. So, I'm going to give him television in the hopes that it's a hard question. All right. <laughs> And your decade is the 90s. All right. You might be a redneck if you've seen this sitcom running for two seasons from 95 to 97. It starred a famous comedian and also Haley Joel Osmond, the icy dead people kid, and Jonathan Lipnicki, the did you know the human head weighs eight pounds kid as his son. Sons. I know the comedian we're talking about. I'm trying to remember the name of his sitcom. Oh, man. And two kid actors in it. Okay. I gotta be careful what I say because I, I mean, Stacey probably already knows it, but I, if if she doesn't, I'm not. I don't want to give her any extra help here. Um, what's the name of his dumb show? You're a dumb show. It was a great show. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> TV. Ask me something. Star Trek. Come on. It was the golden age. Oh man. 95 to 97. So this was my senior year in high school. Oh, dear. Oh, I think it, I think there was a, mm, I want to say, I want to say that <laughs> just in case it's right. Um, well, if it was right, you probably would want to say that. It, well, <laughs> I might be thinking of the wrong idiom here. Uh, crazy like a fox. I don't know. Crazy like a fox is incorrect. Stacy, can you steal? I was going to say the only thing I know is that the, the uh, comedian. So I'm just going to hope that he had a uh, self-titled show and call it the Jeff Foxworthy show. The Jeff Foxworthy show is correct. Oh, gosh. Matt, you, just, you overthink it, man. That's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean if i if i had metagamed a little bit more and realized you didn't actually say the guy's name in the clue i've been like oh maybe that's because his name is in the show <laughs> and that is uh, exactly right all right so we've got movies left for stacy and your decade is the 2000s okay okay in the Pirates of the Caribbean films, what is the name of the ship captained by Jack Sparrow and is said to be nigh uncatchable? 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't think I've, I think I've seen the first one of these, these shows. So I'm like, uh, I don't actually know the name of the ship. Um, we'll just see if I can kind of pull some reasonable name coming out of here. I'm going to say Blackbeard's Revenge. Why not? Blackbeard's Revenge is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? I can. You got the first part of it right. This is the Black Pearl. Mm. Black Pearl, yes. The subtitle of the first movie was Curse of the Black Pearl. Which is why I was scared when you say you saw the first one. I was like, oh, that's the one with the tiny name in the title. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long. (laughs) Too long. (laughs) All right, that is the end of round two. John, please give us our score updates. All right, well, Matt was able to close the gap a little bit. We are going into the final round. Stacy has 100 and Matt has 80. Yeah, this has turned into a quite exciting game. And uh, we need to know what our two categories are going to be for the final round. And as Stacy, you are in the lead. Which category do you want to have go first into the round? Uh, you know, let's go sports. Why not? Okay, <laughs> loving it. You've got both. You got both sports questions, and uh, he is not a fan. He said, and the decade will be the nineties. Okay. okay. All right. And Matt, what category would you like to add in for our final round? Toys and games. Okay. And your decade will be the sixties. Okay, so we need Matt and Stacy to give your wagers based on 90s sports and 60s toys and games. Okay, I'm locked in. Okay. Uh, oh, let's go for it. Okay, I'm locked in and circled. Okay. All right, we're going to start in the 90s with our sports question. In 1997... Mike Tyson had a rematch with which boxer? Tyson bit off the top of his right ear and spit it into the ring. Despite this, referee Mills Lane kept the fight going before finally disqualifying Tyson after he went after the other ear. So so name the bitee, not the biter, obviously. (laughs) Okay. All right. And your 60s toys and games question. We've got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. Part of the success of Twister came when what Hungarian-born actress played it with Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show on May 3rd, 1966. Along with its success, it was also controversial as Milton Bradley was accused by its competitors for selling sex in a box. All right, while our two contenders are thinking about their answers, I'm just going to let everyone out there no, check out beefupnetwork.com. If you guys like nostalgic podcasts, you at least like some stuff from the back in the day because you're listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown, make sure you go check out all of the other podcasts on the Beef Up Network. Action, action. People don't forget. Podcasting After Dark. Blast from Our Past. Cartwright. We've, and uh, Talking Back. We've got fantastic podcasts that will hit all of your nostalgic funny bones. All right. Matt or Stacy, do either of you need uh, these questions read again? good i'm good okay all right well let's get things started matt as you were behind what are your answers to the 60s toys and games and the 90s sports question um for 60s um 
I, I recently saw something on the internet about when this happened. Um, and I was, and I was trying to remember which sister it was. I knew it was either Jaja or Ava Gabor. And I went with Ava cause I couldn't remember. I don't think it was Jaja, but I think they're both from Hungary. So I went with Ava Gabor for toys and games. And then uh, pretty sure that it was uh, Holy Fields to get his ear bit off. Okay. And Stacy, what were your answers to the 60s toys and games and the 90s sports question? So I guess we're going to figure out which sister it is because I actually went with Zsa Gabor because I figured you were going to need the, the full name given their sisters. And then I also went with uh, Evander Holyfield for uh, 97 sports. Okay. The answers for your 90s sports question is Evander Holyfield, of course, very famously got his uh, ear bitten off. Uh, unfortunately, I think that's what he's mostly known for is being bitten by Mike Tyson, but Holyfield was a multiple-time champion. The guy was an amazing boxer as well. Um, and the 60s Toys and Games question. The Hungarian-born actress was a Gabor, and it was Ava Gabor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Matt. <laughs> so we have to find out who won, uh, and we'll start with Stacy. You missed one. You missed the Gabor question. So how many points are you going down? Well, I was I, I knew Matt was pretty strong, so I said I have to at least try to cover. So I went I went sixty one points. Okay. And Matt, what did you wager? I went for the whole thing, eighty. Uh yep. Yep. So smart wagering on everybody's part. John, can you mathematicize us up and let us know who won? All right, with a final score of one hundred and sixty to thirty nine, Matt is the winner. Woo. What a comeback. <gasps> oh, nice man. job, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great game, Stacey. That was a really exciting game. You guys got quite a bit of questions uh, and a lot of good stealing back and forth and whatnot. Um, that was fantastic. So thank you both for being on today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, but uh, Matt, you will be coming back again later. And so unfortunately, we, it means we have to say goodbye to Stacey Melquist. You were a fantastic. You led throughout this entire episode and then just one Gabor down. Gotcha. <laughs> How it. dare Jaja let me down? Yep. Not <laughs> many men can say that. Yeah. Is there uh, anything you would like to say? Anything you'd like to shout out uh, or talk about before we end the episode? Well, I guess I'll just give a shout out to my uh, online trivia team, the Prague Champs. It's been a great uh, a time knowing them, and we've been playing uh, all sorts of Twitch trivia around the around the uh, internet for the last, I think, about six months or so. And just, I appreciate all of the trivia content that's in podcast form or in, or on, on Twitch and, and want to let people know about, you know, Twitch's Twitch, Twitch trivia is out there. It's, it's worth looking at, looking up, looking up, I should say. Yep, absolutely. All right. And uh, Matt, you will be taking on our semifinalist from last year, Megan Walsh. I'm sure it will be a fantastic episode as well, as good as this one was, I hope, because uh, this was a great one. Uh, but for John, I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge 
on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. <laughs>